welcome here today behind the blaze, your host, Coach Matt Kreisky. I got my co-host with me, Coach. Defensive backs coach, Malik Holman. Also, student player. O-lineman, Xavier Wesley. And today in this episode, we're going to talk about the transition for not only the players, but also the coaches and how things are going as we're going into week two of the season as we play Stewart's Creek this week. First question for you, Xavier. How has, when we first got here, end of February, beginning of March, as a player of the offensive line, what is your perspective on Coach Matt Kreisky compared to the last three years here at Blackland High School? It's a different experience for sure, but he's a really good coach, and I kind of like how he focuses on players' health and like how they're feeling more. And he's been the coach that's looked after me the most I've had, so... You know, it's a it's a good experience, though. And what about the rest of the offensive position coaches all the way down, not from the line, just the play starts with y'all, but as far as the skill positions, quarterbacks, receiver coaches, tight ends coaches, how would you say as a group they are this year? Uh, I think they're good, you know. Like, it's just new relationships being built, you know. And that's the best part, you know, just building relationships with the new coaches and all that. And I think they adjusted pretty well, you know. We graduated a lot of people last year, and that's the main thing I was talking about. So I think they adjusted really well to it. Okay, and then as far as, you know, from you seniors, what are the 19 of you guys, I believe, 19, 20 of you guys, how has a collective group of grade? Um, I know you first talked about, of course, the first workout when we first got here in the um, the winter. What was the topic of the group chat after the first workout with Coach Kreisky and the new staff? Man, we actually liked it way better. So, like, when we, our old coach, we had long workouts, long focus on, like, mostly full body, but now it's more, like, focus on specific parts of your body that we really like, and it's quick to the point, and we really like the new workouts, so we were, like, actually pumped about it. Okay, so there was no negative talk in the first jet? Nah, we were definitely sore, but it was, it was pretty, we were pretty excited. For you, yourself, how long did it you take to get adjusted to the beginning agilities outside hitting the field in the mornings, just off the long layoff from, you know, the school trying to find a new coach. I know some were still working on their own, but as far as a team activity, how far, how long did it take you to get adjusted? I think about a week or so. I felt like I was pretty well conditioned coming into it, but just getting used to the new coach and all that, I think it took about like a week. And after that, we kind of like started rolling. I mean, that's all we had to do is get rolling with the coaches. And you know, Coach K always preaches it starts with the seniors um, from top top down because the seniors don't lead. It's going to be tough for this team. So once the seniors got on board, what is the overall, the rest of the team's aspect on getting adjusted to the new coaches? Do you think it's still a work in progress? Do you think off the rip when we first got here in February, March, that it was a lot of buy-in, or you still think it was still back and forth trying to fill us out? Uh, I think after a week or so, it was a little shaky, but – we once the seniors started buying in, the rest of the team started to buy in because you know they realized they still have another year, and you know they just gotta like they built a relationship with Coach K as we all did, and you know we just going for a ride trying to make the best out of it, you know. Yeah, I would say, as far as my coaching aspect, when we first got here, there was a lot of you know getting to know guys, and the biggest thing was trying to learn names, put names with faces, because it's easy reading a name on a piece of paper, then trying to see what they look like in real life but unfortunately for us a lot of the guys who we saw on paper last year were no longer here so um just the dialect from the end of february beginning of march 
So when we started spring practice, it was like, okay, where are we going to put guys? How are we going to get looks, eyes on guys to get a lot of reps? Because our team, where we came from, was a lot smaller than what we have here at Blackman High School, which is a good thing because there's you no know, a lot more bodies, it's a lot more camaraderie. That's what you want as a team. But as far as trying to give guys reps, we want to make sure we was being fair, give everybody a chance to prove that they can show what they could do. So as far as that, do you think we did a great job of just making sure everybody got a look and their practice intensity was what y'all were used to? Or do you think it that also took a while to get adjusted to? The practice intensity, it was kind of good coming from a tempo offense. So like the intensity was up and we kind of liked it. But going on your saying, I think everybody got a fair chance to get the starting job, especially since we graduated so many last year. You know, I was the only junior line lineman on this line last year. Everybody else was seniors. And so I don't know how many seniors we graduated, but it was almost everybody. So I think, like, building young stars, like you got Trey McGaffey, you know, Ethan Carson, all these names, you know, they're going to be big their senior year. So I think it was really important to give everybody a chance. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, too, within the public out, seeing those two names you said, Trey McGaffey and Ethan Carson, those are juniors we both have to, we're going to count on a lot um, going forward this year in the season. But And that's the main thing. We want to keep developing depth and make sure that we have guys ready that can go because in any play, you know, your time can be up. Um, so let's say, of course, um, we just had our first game, didn't come out the way we wanted. How have you mentally prepared yourself for this week? to get ready for this next game and get that bad taste out of your mouth? Uh, all you can do is come in angry, you know. Like, Stewart's Creek is a very talented team. They have a very talented three-front. You know, BJ, the nose guard, he's very talented. We played him every year I've been here. So, you know, it's going to be a fun game of just, like, competing. And you has got to compete, stick as a team, and get that game out of your head because, you know, it's the pass and it's not a region game. So all you can do is move forward from it and learn from it. And last year we had lost to Brentwood opening two, and we went 10-3. and three. So, you know, you can't base your season off of the first game. How do you think uh, practice has gone this week? How do you think the players responded? Uh, you know, we've had to adjust due to the heat uh, to go in the morning. You know, do you think that has helped us? you think it has hurt us? Just tell us what, are the, what the guys are thinking this week as we're heading into Stewart's Creek. Man, it, uh, it started rough for sure, but I think we've really built off of practice today, and I think we're all positive moving forward and that we were just so happy to, like, have a good day competing against each other and not just, like, forget about the last days, you know, because it was hard to wake up early in the morning, but we just got it out of our head, and we was like, let's compete. We got a game in three days, and you don't know how many of these you get, you know, based off of injuries, anything can happen. So you just want to make the most out of every day you get. As we switch gears a little bit, tell us a little bit so the, the audience out here knows a little bit about Xavier. Tell us some things that, that you do outside of school. Tell us some things that you're interested in school. Um, you know, just, just let the audience hear about Xavier and, and what he does, what he likes to do, and just let them know you. Well, it's not a lot to me, you know. I'm very busy. I also do cheerleading at Blackman, if you didn't know. And uh, so balancing football and cheer, you know, it's it's tough, but it's something you got to do. You know, I really enjoy both of the sports and, you know, working on the weekends, early shifts. So after game day, I'll wake up 7 o'clock for my shifts. And, you know, it's just repeating cycle, you know. It's not much to it, you know, just constantly working. And I don't think I'd rather do anything else. I love being busy. I don't like being bored. 
because I feel like when I'm not doing anything, I feel like I could be doing something. So when you graduate in May. What what are your plans after after Blackman High School? Uh, you know, I want to go to college, and I'm still figuring out my major right now. And based off of this season goes, I'll either cheer or do football in college. But we'll see. You know, I feel like I have a 3.9 GPA, so I feel like I can go really far when whatever I do as long as I stick to it. Good. So, you know, as we talked about your new position coach, um, Coach Anderton, we talked about different coaches. Um, tell us uh, what you think about Coach Anderton, some of the good things, and 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 how you feel about the transition with, with your position coach and how, how it's going so far. Man, I love the guy. You know, Coach Anderton is like a second father to me. And, you know, it was hard because Coach Shambaugh, the last coach, he was also a father to me, and he still is. And I think it was really cool that I could, like, kind of have two fathers with two different perspectives. So you have Coach Shambaugh, who coached for so long, and he's still there for me. I still go to him a lot. And then you have Coach Anderton, who was a player, who knows how it is. And, you know, just two different perspectives you can go to. And they both look out for me so much. So it's just such a blessing to have both of them in my life. Yeah, speaking of Coach Shambaugh, um, I coached against Coach Shambaugh whenever I was at a smaller school. He's an outstanding coach. Um, you know, wish we could get him on board, but he's he's busy with with some of his family family stuff right now. So uh, it's good to still have him in the building, man. And of course, for myself, it's him being a former head coach to bounce ideas off him. He's a he's great. Um, you know, he still watches our film, gives us feedback. So it's it's good to have him still around and, and involved in some capacity. Um, Coach Anderton, just give me something funny uh, that that's happened since March, since Coach Anderton has been here to now. That's uh, that you can tell us about uh, Coach Anderton, so that the audience knows and they can pick with Coach Anderton whenever they see him out in the hallways and in the community. Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. There's so many memories. Uh, dang, I don't even know. Not one one thing that sticks out that, that Coach Anderton does that um, that makes you laugh every time you th- you think of Coach Anderton. Man, I can tell you getting getting him and Coach Morial and in, in, in the office together. Oh my goodness, that's ooh, can only take about five minutes of that. Well, it was like this had just recently happened. So like whenever we had a bad practice, he kind of brought the whole group together and he was like, what more do I have to do for you guys? And that's kind of like the statement he said, because he does so much for us and we had a bad practice. We was just moping around. So he said that at the end. And then when we have a good practice, <laughs> he kind of just joking around. He's just like, coach, what more do you have to do for us? You know, so I think that was a funny memory, you know my funniest memory so far. All right, and now going to, uh, you know, we know linemen like to eat, all right? So tell me a little bit about Coach Anderton's cooking. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Every Thursday night before games, he has us come over to cook, or he cooks for us, and it was really good. Last week he had pulled pork. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, uh, so you're saying Coach Anderson's a little bit better cooked than than myself over here? You know, you've been to my house twice. You know, we we've cooked and hung hung out with with the seniors, and so, you know, I think we're gonna have to run the lineman a little bit more yeah, with, with you saying that. Man, I don't know, cause Coach K's burgers is really up there, so I don't know. It's it's two different types of foods. You know, I can't really compare it. They are both good. I'm not down there with offensive line at practice, so. How do you know when Coach Anderson's in a bad mood? Like, what is, you know, every coach has that one saying, or they do the one, uh, uh, whatever. They have the one action they do on the field to show that they're frustrated. What is his go to? And how, or how do you know when Coach Anderson's frustrated with you? 
doesn't really like have a <laughs> emotion, but he's like, listen, I don't like being a jerk, but I will be if I have to. And he'll run us if we don't get to our spots when we have to. So that's literally what his saying is. He's like, listen, I don't want to be a jerk, but I will if I have to. And um, last thing before we close up, um, as far as you being a senior and Coach K always talked about how the seniors have to lead. And not everybody leads the same way. Some people are, are verbal leaders. Some guys, you know, pull them to the side and say, hey, you need to get your stuff together um, to get people going. But how does X, the only starting senior on the offensive line, how do you lead or how do you see yourself leading the team moving forward? Uh, I think I'm more of a pull-to-the-side type guy. I don't think screaming at your teammate, like, in front of everybody is going to help them. Like, if anything, it's just going to embarrass them. But, like, pulling them to the side, letting them know what they did wrong. And then, like, lead by example. Lead how you play, you know? Like, a lot of people can be leaders and then not back it up on the field. Just don't talk and do your action on the field. And I think people take that accountable enough. So how you feeling before we close, like Coach Holmes said, how you feeling as we're going to uh, Stewart's Creek? Uh, I'm feeling really good. I can't wait to compete against those guys. Those guys are uh, they're really talented, and I can't wait to compete. Brentwood was talented as well, but I think I played a good game against Brentwood, and I think we can have a good game coming together now that it's the second game. I think we can have a good game against Stewart's Creek. You know, we just have to do our game plan and do what we do. Yep, it's been a great week, week of practice. Uh, we've got one more day to finish up before we uh, kick off Friday night. Um, this has been a great episode behind the blaze. Uh, so stay tuned as we'll have episode two coming out next week with myself, Coach Kreisky, and Coach Holman. Yep, Coach Holman. And we'll also have a new special guest next week, so you'll get to meet another special player and great senior like Xavier. Thank you guys for having me. Go, Go Blaze! blaze.